Hi everyone, it's Roger and James here from the What's On Disney Plus podcast. This is episode number 91 for the 1st of August and we've got lots of stuff to be talking about. So we're going to be talking about how maybe the Universal AMC deal could possibly affect Disney and how quickly titles arrive on Disney Plus. We'll be talking about Black Beauty, Once On This Island, Luca and a load of other bits and pieces including our thoughts on Black Is King and also the Muppets Now series. But before we go any further, I just want to say a big hello and thank you to all of our patrons for all of their support. It really makes all of the difference each month with their support, where you can support for as little as a dollar a month, and patrons get early access to um, exclusive uh, content. I do an exclusive video each week where I talk about not only everything that's been trending on Disney+, Plus, but also answer their uh, personal questions. And... We also get early access to extra content. For example, this past week, they've had access to our retro review of Atlantis, which will actually be coming to everybody else um, on Sunday. So keep an eye out for that one. So a big thank you to Julie, Andrew, What's on Netflix, The Juice, Joshua, Sarah, Jacob, Seth, and also to our new Patreon, um, Lauren. So a huge thank you for everyone's support. Right, let's jump into um, the bits and pieces. If you haven't already done so, make sure you have subscribed to the YouTube channel. We just hit 45,000 subscribers yesterday. And also you can subscribe on audio platforms, including now we're on iHeartRadio app. You should be able to find us on there. Um, there's a few podcast things I've kind of applied for. But nevertheless, let's jump into it. So let's talk about the big one really was... This past week, Universal and the AMC announced a big deal. Um, they didn't announce the details too much, but basically Universal can take their movies from uh, cinemas after 17 days and start putting them on premium on-demand platforms. This was because AMC was vastly against what Universal had done with their movies, such as Trolls World Tour, where they put them straight onto digital. And basically it was kind of essentially a way I would see of Universal trying to make the best. They've been pushing for this for a long time. And obviously the cinema chains didn't really want movies going digital very, very quickly. So they've had the compromise and also no doubt with AMC in massive financial um, struggles because of the shutdown and people not being able to go cinema. Um, everything's had to change. And while this deal only applies to Universal right now, there's a lot of talk about this having repercussions for other studios. Disney is obviously one of those um, studios that will have a massive impact on. Now, apparently, there has been a couple of reports uh, this past week that Disney aren't as happy on this new deal because A, they'd have to give theaters a bigger chunk of money to do this, but also they quite like um, long theatrical runs because they get more money. I mean, they are the king of the big box office and they kind of quite like the system they've got at the minute. However, I fully suspect they will also do a renewed deal. And may not necessarily be 17 days, but I suspect things might start speeding up a little bit. But um, what did you think of all this, James? It's definitely an interesting shift in the movie landscape. I guess we'll put it that way. Um, I can't talk too much about the universal side of things, but it's the first move that many companies will be making, Disney included. And like you said, Disney not too happy about it. Um, but I think consumers should be happy about it because a lot of what makes Disney happy about it aren't necessarily good for the rest of us. It's a lot of you know Disney forcing companies to to show X number of screens for Y number of weeks, which really ties up their resources. So I don't know who's got the advantage in these negotiations at the moment because Disney still does have you know yeah. the Avengers, the Marvel movies, uh, the remakes like Lion King and Milan. 
but they still also kind of have to keep the movie theaters the way they are. So it's going to be a give and take. It'll be interesting. Yeah. See, I'm also looking at this a little bit more along the lines of AMC kind of probably had to do this because they okay. are, they're on their knees. They, you know, they are, the, I'm not being, it would not surprise me if we did just suddenly hear it, um, a mess of, you know, a news story come up, AMC have gone down, um, they've been brought out or they've been gone into administration, etc. because, Cinemas just aren't survive, can't survive because movies just there hasn't been any movies. They've not been able to open up, and cinema cinema going has been going down anyway. While Disney have been very successful in getting people to go to the cinema, that's kind of been it. You know, most of the mid tier range movies have been going straight to like Netflix or Disney Plus, etc. And lower budget movies, people aren't even bothered. It's almost like consumers can smell a straight to like. It's just not worth bothering with. We'll wait. And the, I think the deal with universes are going to have to sell, rent them how about $20. So they are a premium rental. And AMC would get a little kickback to that. Um, other cinema companies aren't quite so... There's a lot of jiggling around right now because basically the rules have changed. Cinemas obviously want it to be on their favor and the studios want it to be on their favor. But ultimately right now, the world is speeding up. This, this is just speeding up the process. This probably would have been con- things they would have been dealing with at their next negotiation cycles. And they would have come down a little bit and moved a little bit. But now it's like, basically the studios are going, you either accept this or you're just not having our movies. We don't need you anymore. And I think that's ultimately where Universal was coming out. I think Disney are very much going, yeah, we still like those big billion dollar box office weekends. We quite like them. So um, we want to carry them going on, and I think that's where Disney might come, slide into it. But if they do negotiate a deal, it could be a 60-day deal, a 30-day deal, a 45-day deal. Di- uh, Bob Iger has previously, previously talked about the idea of reducing windows, and we've seen it happen over the last three, four months with the whole COVID situation, where Frozen 2 was put on Disney Plus quick. Um, Onward was put on Disney Plus quicker. We've also seen... Um, was it the one and only Ivan coming on the 21st? We've seen Artemis Foul. You know, things have been jumping on there much quicker. Interestingly enough, internationally, it's not been quite so quick. For example, here in the UK, Frozen 2 only got added like three, four weeks ago. We still haven't got onward yet. You know, they, you know that there's still contracts in place and not everything moved as quickly as... Um, they were able to do it for Rise of Skywalker because that one also jumped a little bit earlier. But... Um, yeah, I think things are going to change, things are going to move, but maybe not quite as much as universals have done. Yeah, and we are talking specifically for the States for most of this. Um, I think that theaters over in the European space, the Asian space, are going to be opening up a bit quicker. So they've got to... Well, before you jump in on that, yeah. <laughs> uh, we, we saw that uh, Tenant is going to get an international release before it comes to the States, either in theaters or... Uh, as a digital release. And as I said last week, Tenant has, for some bizarre reason, kind of become the the center of all this. Like everybody else is just building around it. Even Disney is kind of being like, we don't want to be near Tenant for some reason. So if Tenant is going, we're going to open internationally and then America, I suspect that there will be a lot of other movies getting similar announcements. Yes. Okay. So I have a couple of points there. First off, as far as like reopening, um, like here in the UK, a number of cinema chains have started opening up some chains. They were planning to open up in August a bit more. But literally yesterday, uh, Prime Minister Boris 
um, announced all cinemas have to wear um, you have to wear masks. It's now that from the eighth of August. That's now the law to go cinema. You know things like that are just going to continue to have. Um, you know we've got a rising rate. You know local lockdowns are starting to come back into place. You know confidence in going to the cinema is the big problem, and that's where I think things are going to be struggling. They can reopen all the cinemas, and Disney and everyone can put their movies out. But if the consumer will not go because they want to uh, watch from home, that is the problem. And I know, for example, uh, the new SpongeBob movie was pushed over. Um, it was going to be released and they've pushed it to like, I think um, it's going to be going to CBS next year. And then this past week, they've surprisingly said, actually, it's going to be coming out in Canada in cinemas, which have got everyone rattled up. Um, it's kind of funny. I've always found this thing of um, obviously a lot of American uh people I've seen on social media upset that other countries are getting movies before them. And it's been like, you guys have known that this has been happening for us the opposite way around for decades. I'm <laughs> just like, yes, you know, yes, we, but, we, you know, but and the I think world that, revolves around America. Yes. I'm so yes. sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and I think it was just kind of like, you know, there is a thing of, you know, if New Zealand does not have a problem, like they don't, why can't the cinema, you know, the movies open there, you know, it's like Tenant. I, I think this thing of, you know, release the movie, and you just have it where, you know, it's like you've got the drive-in movies and all the rest of it. The problem is the studios aren't happy with that because there are massive chunks of people missing. And therefore, if they can get it onto streaming quicker, the only thing they don't want to happen is start having people where they go, yeah, well, if I wait three weekend, three weekends time, it'll be on at home. And I'll be honest, this past week, I on Monday, I had a brand new television delivered. I have now got a nice, great, big 65-inch um, QLED TV and I got the sound bar all put in and we've watched a number of movies this week and it was a little bit like yeah I don't really see much this is like this is so much more you know we've uh, it's like how many other people have got you know when you've got a TV of that size and you've got the sound and everything it's like and it's in 4k it's like why do I need to go to the cinema it's like um you know I don't want to you know and there's this whole thing as well of how they're doing the seating arrangements of you know because the virus only goes sideways it doesn't go front to back <laughs> like it doesn't go over the head you know and it's like things like that which are, i mean i personally i love going cinema i i've been going cinema pretty much nearly weekly since i as soon as i could and i don't want to go right now it's to me it's like it's an unnecessary risk there's nothing out i mean mulan i was you know if mulan was coming out as along the lines of now i'll just i'll i would have done a premium on demand because I want to see the movie. Um, whether or not I would have said, oh, I'll wait a few weeks till it drops in price, or, you know, if it, they're at Disney are very, they're very calculated with how they do this anyway, where they never announce when something's coming to Disney Plus, when it's either at the cinema or when it's about to be released on digital. They keep the wording of that very much. They don't want to remind people that it's coming there in a month's time. You know, we're not going to see Mulan coming to premium on demand on this date. And three weeks later, it's coming to Disney Plus because they know everyone will just wait. So that's why they never mention it. Um, and that's ultimately how they think. They don't want to remind people that things are coming. But, you know, when you're watching TV movies in 4K, I'll be honest, I'm on the biggest screen. I was like, I mean, I went from a 49 to a 50, so a 65. So it's quite a bit of a jump. But so many more people are just going to be doing this. And that's the problem. It's the consumer confidence that Universal and Disney are worried about with these movies. Yeah, and I will say once you get a, a proper sound system in there, uh, there's no going back from that. A sound bar is definitely an improvement over the internal speakers on them. Yeah. But when you get that full 
surround sound pro uh, yeah it, it's a whole other experience but uh same with you i've been going to movies weekly uh at the theaters for the majority of my adult life especially after the various um subscription plans first movie pass and then you know regal and cinemark and amc came up with their own versions of it when movie pass eventually flopped uh and I have no desire really to go back. I think the one that would get me back is maybe Black Widow. Uh, maybe. But at this point, it all depends on when and what the situation is. And honestly, even there, I'm kind of like, uh, all right, I'm jealous of your 65 intro. I've got a, a, a measly <laughs> 55 here. I feel so insufficient now. But uh, I'd rather watch it here on the couch uh, in my own home. I can pause it when I need to. I can uh, get up and get food or... You know, whatever. I, if my my mom calls, I can answer the phone and and have a conversation on. Hey, I got to get back to the movie. You know that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, and I don't think we're the only ones on that. There will be some people who will definitely be in the. I want to get back to the theaters. I want that huge uh, experience, especially if you got an IMAX theater near you. But I think most consumers, especially consumers uh, with kids, mm. are going to be like, I get to control it at home. We can have a, a break so they. They can get popcorn or do whatever they need to do. This is great because we saw that with um, Onwards when that got released on Disney+. Plus. We saw that with Frozen 2. I know a lot of people ended up getting the, uh, the digital rental for Frozen 2, even though, despite what you just said, they actually announced, we're putting it on digital rental and two weeks later, it's going to be on Disney+. Plus. That's the exception uh, yeah. to what you were just talking about. But even then, people were like, Two weeks, I can just put my kids in front of this. Oh yeah, uh, more of this, please. And also, I think like with like Trolls World, with these like kids movies with these twenty pound rentals, you know, because you know it's like well, yeah, you, where we, we might go, well, we'll just watch the movie once. Probably fat kids and stuff will watch that movie as many times as humanly possible between when they rent to when the, when it expires. So they're not what just watching kind of it kids once. Did you say? What? What? what I don't know. It's kids. <laughs> I'm sorry, I heard fat kids. No, I didn't, I didn't even <laughs> mention the word. I think that's just my um, tongue this morning. I was just trying to wake up. But um, yeah, no, I didn't say fat kids. I said just kids. Um, and it's a, kind of that weird thing, really, I think, of that's where they're going to go. And this is where it's going to be moving because I don't think in 2021, as much as all the studios are trying to do so, I don't think people are going to come back in those same numbers. I don't think Disney are going to get those big massive numbers and it's like you're saying like black widow black widow is kind of like this weird marvel movie to me of like i want to see it at the cinema i want to see it in the big screen and all the rest of it but it's almost it doesn't feel big enough that i need to it's like i know there's a few special effects and stuff but it's like it's not like an avengers kind of you know if this was like avengers endgame i think that might be the thing of you know imagine imagine if that had happened you know a year you know and, we, and Avengers Endgame was the movie that we kept getting delayed and we were having to wait for it. And that was the first big movie out. That would have pulled people in, uh, saying maybe like with Rise of Skywalker or something like that. Whereas I don't know if Black Widow will do the same. Without having seen the movie, it's hard to say because we don't know how big the action set pieces are. And I think that's where the, the big screen, the you know, the proper theater big screen really shines. But yeah, Avengers uh, Endgame... Star, any of the Star Wars, whether you like them or not, they are the kind of movies that you do get more out of on that big theater experience. Yeah. And I just, as I say, going forward, 
you know, we are going to see some changes. I think Disney are going to be speeding things up. I think for the next 18 months, we are just going to start having those mid-tier movies will probably drop much faster than maybe the big ones. You know, it might be along the lines of Black Widow, they might go, yeah, we're going to leave it in cinemas a bit longer. Whereas if a movie is not doing so well, or and it's going to be those first few movies that will be like testing how people go back. Um, because it's like right now, you know, we're, we're looking at least to Easter, maybe. I mean, our prime minister said, you know, he's hoping maybe by Christmas, but right now numbers are going back up. L- lockdown stuff is starting to come back in. Control measures are starting to come back in. And it's not going anywhere until there's, you know, a vaccine or anything. So therefore, this is just going to keep knocking on. You know, there's been a lot of rumours around on the internet this past week of Seoul being the next Disney Plus shift um, for November because that, you know, is Seoul big enough to get people to go to the cinemas? I don't know. But um, thing, I think definitely things are all going to be on the change. Disney, I would not be at all surprised if some new announcement gets made. We've got um, an investor's call coming up next week um, from Disney. So if we're ever going to hear about any kind of big business news, this is the week when things are, especially when they want to try and convince shareholders that they're making some money. Um, so on that note, expect, expect some news. Um, and I would not be at all surprised if New Mutants is the next thing to be shifted because they've, a number of trailers have been put up on international ones and like, Dates aren't on them. <laughs> they just did, they, they've gone right. We're going to release movies, but we don't even put tra- we don't even put dates in the trailers now because we don't know what's happening. But yeah, I expect some changes and some bits and pieces to be happening in the following week. Um, so make sure you do check out what's on DisneyPlus.com to find out all of that information. Just a quick note. Um, and um, one of the big chiefs over at Disney Plus in charge of kind of putting together all of the movies and TV series. Um, Angus Jew, she's now leaving to go to Con- Condor Nest or something. Um, she's going to be running that division. So there'll be a big announcement probably in the next few days of who's actually. And then the interesting thing with this, she's pretty much in charge of what comes on to Disney Plus in terms of all the originals and like she green lights everything. So it has a big, it has a big impact on how this will have on Disney Plus, what shows we'll get, what movies we'll get. Because you know, if you get somebody in there that's a bit more liberal maybe because we've really seen that in the last few weeks or the last few months disney plus has really shifted much more over and obviously this would have been plans probably from months ago but you can there is a sense of it's not the babysitting service anymore yeah and keeping in that we're not talking about political views on that one that's a, a completely different definition of the word um it will be something that we'll feel the impact of definitely but people shouldn't expect to feel it right away. Because as you were just saying, stuff is scheduled well in advance. So even if this person comes in and just clears house right away, there will still be several months worth of releases that are already lined up that they're not going to touch. Yeah, I mean, you know, the the Alien versus Predator series, (laughs) the, you know, Die Hard um, Part 6, yeah, they would be years away from being able to be on the Disney Plus. But there has been a general consensus lately that, you know with Hamilton and Black is King that there's this sense that Disney Plus is kind of turning that thing on to mainstream audiences of going we need to offer a little bit more for adults we are seeing more of this and those two big movies for July really did do they have really helped that whole situation we're seeing more things dropping on there and um, for example 
in the UK this past week, they announced that Once Upon a Time is coming on the 7th of August. We get the first four seasons. Once the deal runs out in the US on Netflix, which is expected to be September, um, I expect the same kind of thing for the US. But you have seen a big shift. So the changeovers, because we've obviously seen um, Kevin Mayer, he left Disney Plus a while ago, a couple of months ago, head to TikTok. That's a whole other situation. Um, and somebody else came in. So all these little changes. I mean, I do think like Black is King, obviously they filmed this last year. It was all ready to go. Um, but yeah, I think just as a whole, I think we are seeing a little bit more of a shift to the idea that the mainstream audiences need to be on Disney Plus. And also I think internationally, if they're not going to do Hulu, they're going to need to do that a little bit more anyway. Well, we, we don't really see much of what's going on on Hulu these days, although yeah. they, they get the announcements every once in a while out there. Um, but yeah, uh, both Hamilton, uh, Black is King, and then we also know of a couple other musicals coming out. There seems to be a shift towards that kind of content as well. I think we've got, um, what is it, The Greatest Show coming in the very near future here in August. And why don't we talk once on on an island real fast. Once yeah, on this the, island, sorry. Yeah, what's on the side? So I'll be honest, I've never heard of this one. So it's a Broadway show. It's being put together for um, Disney+. Plus. It's not going to be like Hamilton where they film it on the stage. It will be an actual proper film. Um, it is based on the book. Uh, I'm bring where the, where the book is called. Um, I completely missed, missed My Love, My Love. Yeah, My Love, My Love. Um, and yeah, it's, it's, I'll be honest, I've never heard, have you ever heard of this, this one? No, honestly, this is a brand new one to me. I know nothing about this, but uh, from the, the stills we've seen, looks interesting. I know nothing about the music, um, but I'm interested in this new content. I'll definitely check it out when it first pops up. Mm. I do have a soft spot for musicals. Uh, despite what I had to say about Hamilton. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, I think it's just, it's interesting how this will all work out because it, it is, yeah, like you said, it's based on My Love, My Love or The uh, Peasant Girl. Was, and it's also won, it's won a couple of awards and stuff. Yeah, this is, I, for me, this is great. Do something original. Let's get something new on there. You know, and I think maybe they are finding that musicals are, I know way back, uh, Bob Iger had said that the numbers for, the musicals was really high the, and it just makes sense. People can watch these on like repeat and I think that will work very well. And yeah, I just think this is just a great thing. Just something new, something different, something that's not a sequel. You know, we, we definitely need more of this on there. Yeah. And I think people will be shocked to find how much musical history there is to Disney. Cause obviously no one knows that mm. Disney has a lot of musicals available to them. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, no, we talked. We talked about it last week. They've yeah. they've got a whole catalog of stuff that they can tap into, and I'm sure that they can turn those around pretty quick. Yeah, that's pr pretty good. Um, also, this week there was another new movie announced by, uh, by Pixar called Luca, which is set in Italy, and it's about two boys. One of them turns out is actually a sea monster. Um, the animation style looks very beautiful. It looks really cool. The director did uh, La Luna. Um, yeah, this one's going to be coming out in June uh, 2021. Um, just Maybe. like, yeah, it's like, cool. I was a little bit like, oh, okay, you're announcing a brand new movie. You got to get like, the news out there somehow. Yeah, it was a little bit along the lines of, because I was, I was half expecting uh, Raya, The Last Dragon, and Soul to kind of shift dates again. 
Uh, I was expecting the domino of like, you know, are they going to go with Seoul for November or will they do the shift back? But they need all that merchandise sales. They need all those bits and pieces to get them all ready. But yeah, this one looks great. Um, I love Italy. Um, now the fact that they're just running around eating gelato and pasta sounds sounds like a fun movie to me and I can relate. Um, so it's just like, yeah, and just, just nice to have, nice to have something new because uh, I mean, there is lots of bits and pieces, but it's nice to have something officially announced. Um, also this past week, some new details on the Beauty and the Beast prequel series were revealed um, in an interview with Alan Menken Variety. He let out that they're working on a show called The Little Town, or it did get confirmed that it's called Little Town, which is the like the opening line to the song um, from where, where Belle is singing at the beginning. And yeah, that's what the show is going to be called, Little Town. Well, it was obviously star Luke Evans as Gaston and Josh Gad as uh, LeFou. Um, I, f- I was a bit like lit- Little Town. I'm like, okay. I was, I was like, yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't exactly jump out off the page. I'm, I was, but it was, I suppose how they'll, I'm sure they'll worried it in some way with Gaston or Gaston. I don't know. There'll be something of how they, how they get it out there. It does make me think based on the name that it'll be less about uh, Gaston and Lef- Lef- Josh Gad Lefou, <laughs> uh, directly um, more about the town itself. Cause we, you know, that, that song does introduce a number of characters that you never ever see again in the entire movie. Maybe they're like in the, the mob that attacks the castle, that kind of thing. But if they could kind of flesh out the town a little bit, you know, learn more about the Baker, learn more about uh, the various characters referenced, they could, they could get some interesting, uh, interesting stories out of that. Yeah. It sounds good to me. I'm, there's a lot of interest in the series, it was a very popular story yesterday when that one came up, which is always kind of one of those situations of whenever I can get that feel just like of how people react within our Facebook group and on social media very quickly of like what, and this show is one of the, one of the top ones of how people are reacting to it. Cause sometimes you can put stuff out there and it's like crickets, but this one was um, definitely a very, very popular one. Which is always good. Yeah, um, and there's a. I think there's a lot of nostalgia for the Beauty and the Beast. Uh, at least the original one, and and since the live action was very close to the original one in terms of how they did it, I, I could see it being pretty popular. Yes. Moving on from there, and um, the Emmy nominations got announced this week, and the Mandalorian picked up a lot of nominations, including, and um, they got 15 nominations, including outstanding drama series. Also, uh, The World According to Jeff Goldblum, that one picked up a, a nomination. A Forky Asks a Question, The Imagineering Story, and A Celebration of the Music of Coco. Though I did find that one kind of funny because I know it was, it was for hair. And obviously for me, it was just like, hair, okay, you give out Emmys for hair, okay. <laughs> Specifically <laughs> hair styling. Yes. Um, not that, not that you really know much me. about either of those things. <laughs> and obviously I give a lot of effort into my hairstyling so this is a very important one i you know i don't even know what the other nominees in that category are to be honest um but (laughs) no surprises Um, for the mandalorian at the very least yeah 15 was good the 
The other interesting thing was uh, The Little Mermaid Live picked up a couple of nominations like Life Below Zero, Cosmos, Star Wars, Resistance, and The Simpsons. Now, Disney actually got um, picked up, I think it was 144 nominations across, 140, something like that, across their entire collection of studios because there was a lot of like Netflix got 160 nominations and it's the king of television. And it was a bit like, and like you're reading through the list and Disney Plus only got 19. And then you're like, when you're reading them, yeah, I can see why Disney flipped that around and go, well, actually, we did actually get a lot of nominations. We, you know, between FX, Hulu, ABC, Disney Channel, National Geographic, you know, between all of them, this is what we got. <laughs> so it was like, um, they did get, they did get pick up a lot of nom- um, nominations. So without doubt, very good week for Disney in terms of nominations. It'll be interesting to see how they will win. It's going to be like, a, again, a digital event. They won't be um, actually having anybody on stage i think the the baftas happened last night i had i haven't actually caught up find out i doubt anything from disney one because generally they're not english so they don't tend to win much i think um chernobyl picked up most of the stuff but um chernobyl was very good so yes probably one of my favorite one of my favorite uh, tv series of last year um that was a really good series it was almost like a preview of this year (laughs) yes (laughs) at least in the states (laughs) Uh, moving on from there, um, Disney has picked up a new movie for Disney Plus called uh, Black Beauty. Stars Kate Winslet as the voice of Black Beauty. It also stars Mackenzie uh, Floy, who we have seen in uh, uh, the Nutcracker and the Thor realms. So basically, um, she ends up befriending uh, Black Beauty after she loses her parents. And this was actually made by Constantine Films and JB Pictures. And so Disney have kind of picked it up. And I'm just, and it's like, yeah, this is exactly what Disney Plus needs right now. More content, more family-friendly stuff. Disney is going out there and buying up films that fit Disney Plus and TV shows. We've previously talked about the two, uh, the Marvelous World, the Miraculous World movies last week. We also had Clouds that they picked up from Warner Brothers. So this is like the fourth movie they've picked up, which will probably quite help them in the fall and spring when they've got like, less movies because they just haven't been able to make them on time. And um, we've still also got, I was it Flora and Ulysses, that one, it was in the bag before everything shut down. So it just helps bulk out Disney Plus. And I think they've probably got a lot more faith in Disney Plus now that the numbers are in and the amount of subscribers they've got and everywhere they've launched. But yeah, Black Beauty, a really interesting way of boosting out Disney Plus content. Um, again, how long the license is, you know, we don't know. Um, hopefully this one's just like we've just brought the rights to the movie this one's now ours um, but yeah I wouldn't be too surprised if we see a lot more of this going forward yeah and this is solidly Disney Channel style uh, content people would be used to it. it's probably not going to make a whole lot of waves but it will be popular the week it comes out and I don't know horse movies in general generally pull in audiences at least for a little bit they, they don't tend to be sad like dog movies tend to be with the exception of maybe War Horse, but that's an entirely different kind of horse movie. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think it's a good, definitely a good idea for Disney to do this. And just helps, it will just help fill out this coming fall when spring and where they just need, they're going to need that content because this is where the whole shutdown is going to start hitting us more is, is in the fall and in the winter when the stuff that would have been filmed over the summer isn't available. So they're going to have to start spreading things out I expect we'll see a lot more of these like weekly drops of TV series and stuff to bulk out 
Disney Plus. I mean, there's been a lot of talk about things like Buffy and Modern Family and things like that to kind of. And I think this winter is that's the time they're going to drop all this stuff is when they can't make waves with new stuff. They've got that big catalog of stuff just to keep dropping on there to keep people um, subscribed, especially probably around November, October, November time when everyone's annual passes kind of are due to expire. You know, I mean, hopefully WandaVision and uh, Mandalorian season two will keep people around, but Disney have kind of got to start in getting people to subscribe for that second year, really from sort of November onwards in the US. So that'll be interesting to see how all that works. Yeah, October will be interesting. And they just need to make sure that it's a mix of uh, retro content coming back in, a lot of the back catalog items uh, and new stuff, even if it's stuff if it's uh, content that they have to license out or, or purchase the rights to like Black Beauty. Yeah, no, so that sounds good. So let's now shift gears away from the news and we're going to start talking about what's been added to Disney Plus this week. Well, wow, um, what a week for content. I mean, the list that I did yesterday, um, there was a lot. So obviously in the US, you got Incredibles 2, which left Netflix this past week. So that's a big movie in itself. That'll be enough to talk about. We also got Muppets Now, Black is King, which we're going to go into detail a bit later on. Lots of other National Geographic shows were added, lots of little short things from YouTube. And like in other countries outside of the US, um, also got a load of the shorts, including like Paper Man and Tangled One, and also got 27 dresses. Um, don't know why 27 dresses didn't arrive in the US, but the shorts, the reason is Netflix have got that short film collection that had like Frozen Fever on. Like, so that's why those shorts, until that leaves Netflix, they can't be added in the US. But since every other country got it, um, it was just like, yeah. And nice to see also pretty much, it was a very much a, a global release day yesterday where I would say... 80-90% of the stuff was available in every country, with the US getting less because of all the shorts. But And they had a few other things like the Yukon Vet 8. They had a new season of that one. But nice seeing this whole kind of thing line up. Um, Disney also announced the lineup for August for the UK. And most of the things were kind of similar, except for a few things like The Greatest Showman, which isn't going to be coming. But who knows what's going on with all that stuff. But yesterday, big, big drop. Um, nice to see that kind of amount of content. And again, National Geographic really kind of bulking out that. Yeah, there, and it, it felt even bigger than, than we were expecting for whatever reason. I, I, I mean, we knew Black is King was coming out. We knew the Muppets Now was dropping, but that a whole lot of the National Geographic stuff kind of caught me by surprise. And I ended up adding a whole bunch of it to, uh, to my watch list to check out and, and even watched one of them yesterday as well. Uh, yesterday was a pretty big viewing day actually I'll be able, yeah because like you know you logged into your disney plus app and it's like new new you know the whole new section had just been completely just overhauled and that was great it was like you know lots of different choice and i do think that especially like disney kind of raiding the national geographic kids library it's just like it's a no-brainer it's literally I, mean, I know a lot of this stuff's been on youtube and there's been some issues where some of the content wasn't available that should have been some of the episodes i should sure they'll sort it out but again just raid raid that department get it all in and just get more on there so a nice lot so let's now talk about muppets now which um new series i'll be honest i have i've seen the first two episodes so i can talk about both of them because i've seen next week's episode as well um this is the kind of situation as well that they also added a collection and they've added some muppet avatars but what did you think of muppets now 
Uh, so I've only seen the first episode because I didn't yeah. get access to the previews. You jerk. But I really enjoyed it. Uh, just all three of the skits uh, were funny. I love the Swedish chef just in general. Yeah. I really enjoyed the Swedish chef. And yeah, this is, this is what I want from a Muppets variety show. This is kind of what I hoped we had a couple of years ago when they had that uh, show on yeah. ABC. Yeah, it, it, it hit the right spots for me. Yeah, I mean, I like there's certain certain parts of it which were felt very modern because it felt like Miss Piggy was making YouTube videos and she's hashtag. I just loved um, was it Uncle Deadly? He was just putting her down without her even noticing and just being really snide. And I just really liked his character. You know, he also had the whole thing of Kermit and photo bombing, and that was fun. Yeah, that was that kind of felt different, but. This felt like watching them when they're on TV show because they've been on TV shows over here, like promoting it. You know, they're off the cuff. They're just making it up as they go along. And that's, to me, makes a lot more sense. Um, I think with some of the, some of the skits don't quite work as well as others. Some of them maybe are a little bit too long. Um, that's the other thing that was a little bit like, this one could have done with a little bit of editing. I think the photobomb one in particular yeah went on just a little too long and the final punchline didn't really kind of yeah. pay off. It would have been much better if it had just kind of ended at the point where they left Sam Eagle in the, in the shoot yeah. and just yeah. put an ending there rather than them like photobombing piggy and stuff like that. But the, the rule, the RuPaul section was entertaining. I loved how they just kept interrupting. I obviously, I love the Swedish chef and that was the right length. I think if it had gone on any longer, you'd be like, move it along but it hit the right length and then the the piggy segment right at the beginning was great too and it's almost like the miss piggy one is almost like two separate bits because you had the bit with the guy where they're talking and then you had the other bit with linda where they're talking and i would have liked i actually would have liked the one with linda a little bit longer because that one felt quite short compared to the other one um going into episode two very similar because they pretty much had the same the, you know the same two guys with miss piggy I, I think they're in for the whole season that it's not changing them. Um, the Swedish chef was, they had the, I can't remember his name, but it's the, the Mexican actor who was in like Dust Till Dawn and Desperado. And they, they make, that was, that was, that was, that's a really funny one. You can't wait to see that one for everybody. <laughs> um, but it is very, the second episode, very similar to the first one um, in terms of how, they, you know, they kind of got what they're doing. I mean, I like the whole thing of, like Scooter making it as a web show when he's putting things up on YouTube and everyone's bugging him. And I don't know. I, I kind of was relating a little bit to, to Scooter a little bit that week. <laughs> Just like, you know, the whole thing of them embracing YouTube and kind of becoming modern. And um, I saw a few kind of uh, people on my social feed, like kind of not really liking it. I'm going, Oh, it's not. It's, and sometimes I'm starting to look at this and go like the nostalgia goggles are on. And of like, this was the Muppets. To me, I'm just like, they did exactly what the Muppets always do. And the only difference is it wasn't scripted, so it's a bit more off. But I don't know. It, it was a bit like, it, I, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was a good I think six episodes might be enough, I think. But I also think this is a very cheap show for maybe Disney to make, which can kind of help fill in. I mean, they filmed this last year, so some of them, they can, it kind of felt in some way like this could have been filmed like two weeks ago. You know, there were all the Zoom calls and it kind of felt like this is a show they could actually have done in lockdown, but they did film it all last year. They filmed it over like a week. Yeah, I think the biggest part of the budget is getting the guest stars on, yeah. honestly. So 
how much money they're willing to spend there is probably going to determine how many episodes i'm glad they didn't drop all six at once on this one i think like you were talking about with the second episode kind of being samey with the first one uh if that holds true through the rest of the series uh binging it might not be the best way because it you would start to just kind of blend them all together we'll wait to see if they kind of mix it up after the second episode uh i will say the one thing i guess sort of nostalgia goggly for me was kermit's voice felt off uh it, it was it was an odd voice didn't quite work for me it's funny you mentioned that because the comments um ever since the trailer started dropping people keep saying something's wrong with his voice something's wrong with it's because it's a different guy doing it the guy well, got, obviously um, yeah. the actor got dropped a few years ago because of um i think he was t- talking on social media that um mm-hmm. about things that kermit shouldn't be talking about um so they've replaced him and therefore there's this kind of thing. If it's a different voice, they're trying to get us to get it in right, but sometimes things are a little bit off. And you're not the only one that's noticed. A lot of people did. Um, and unfortunately, I think everyone's just going to have to just get used to it. Obviously, as he films more stuff, he might try, the actor can probably try and get a little bit more closer to it. But, you know, that's, you know, when they're, when they're doing it off the cuff as well, it's much more easier for them to slip because it's not like, oh, we take, you know, I mean, they're on like the one show and stuff this week. And, you know, just seeing them talking about um, tadpoles and Mrs. P. He's just kind of go, your kids look like that. We we need to have a serious talk because we're not. <laughs> it's just like, and this is like, you know, that was just on live TV, and that's what they were talking about, and all these kind of things. And that to me is what the Muppets is, and this show felt like that. It was live and funny, and yeah, I just I just love the Muppets. They did a very good job of hiding the fact that it was actually off the cuff. Like you, other than maybe a little bit of hesitation with the the real life actors trying to kind of figure out how they were going to work their way into or whether what they were trying to do with the skit. I think you could definitely notice that with the first one with Ty Diggs. Uh, yeah. It the first couple of bits, you kind of like get the sense. It's like I don't know what's going on here, and then he he broke into the flow of it, but yeah. very RuPaul, impressive. RuPaul, he he looked completely out of. He didn't know what was going on in the first few. He did warm up as it was going on as more characters came in. But you could, he, he, it's like, because I mean, I love watching RuPaul's Drag Race. So, you know, the little um, things about like sashay away and those little things, I loved all that. I thought it was great. But those first minute or two, you can see that kind of thing going, what's going on here? I really, and he's just like <laughs> laughing because he's like, so, you get all, I don't say not necessarily nervous, but it's just like, I don't know what's going on. This <laughs> is. But, so not what I'm used to dealing with and yeah. I'm not used to talking to Muppets and yeah. yeah, that first like interaction where I don't even remember what Piggy said to him. And then he's just like, hey, and like, <laughs> oh, oh, this is not going to go well, but he recovered and it, it went very well after that. Yeah. So overall, um, I'm, I'm glad they're doing it weekly as well. I think that's best. Um, like you say, I think for me of going for that second episode straight after the first one, I was like, okay, it felt a bit samey, but I think if you've got a week between it, and I just think as a whole, I, I just prefer this weekly drop system because the last few months where they've not been doing it, it's felt like so many of these series have just like lost any momentum like by the second weekend of like, you know, you think like road trip, prop culture, um, even the big fib and stuff, they just dropped away from anyone's, at least with the weekly thing, it's like reminding people that they're there to kind of jump back in and stuff like that and i it's interesting as well the the weird but true show that's going back to that's being weekly it's looked like they've kind of maybe 
they've noticed that themselves. We'll be seeing how that goes on moving forward. But I'll be honest, I do prefer this week. And I think they need to stretch out a little bit for um, uh, the coming months ahead. I suspect that we will be able to use the how they drop the program as a barometer for how much faith they have in the program. Uh, not entirely 100% because game shows, stuff like you know that, whatever, just drop it. There's no, there's no narrative. Don't worry about it. But yeah, there does seem to be like Muppets Now, we're doing it weekly because we have faith in it and we want people to keep tuning back into it and not forget about it. Whereas other shows are just kind of like, or what is it, that movie that's coming out in two weeks, the, the Disney Plus uh, or the Disney Channel, the magic one, not Upside oh, Down Magic, like, the other Upside one. Upside Down Magic, that came out um, yesterday in the US. It'll be, it is coming to Australia Disney Plus in, on the 14th. So um, this, that one's not too far off. Um, was it Upside Down Magic or was it second? I don't, don't remember. But yeah, Upside, Upside Down Magic was up, aired on the Disney Channel yesterday. That's right. And then you've got Camp Magic coming Oh, no, Magic Camp coming on. That's the, the one I was thinking of. Magic Camp. Weeks, so we still haven't seen anything for, which is very worrying because even on a normal basis of a, of a movie, like we're two weeks out and we still haven't seen a single trailer for, or a poster or an image of this movie. Which that's, is, that's the one I was thinking of. And for that exact reason where I'm like, Disney is burying this one. We know nothing about it. And they're, they're slipping it into a week where there's a whole bunch of other stuff coming out. And it's like, Yep, technically yeah. it's there. And you know, last, uh, on last week's episode, we were talking, we were going through the list of August, and the, and you said the one and only Ivan was, I had it on the wrong date of the 21st, and it was on the 14th. Disney then moved it back to the 21st again. And I was like, so it's like, yeah, they shifted it to 14th, they released the image, and the trailer's got the 14th, and then they shifted it back to the 21st, maybe moving it away from Magic Camp, because there are actually four movies being released on Disney+. Plus. In August, we've got uh, Howard coming up next week. We've then got um, Magic Camp. Then we've got uh, the oh, uh, the one and only Ivan. And then the follow uh, the week after that, we have got um, Phileas and Ferb against uh, the Universe Ring. And then maybe the week after, hopefully some Marvel one. But we have to wait and see if that one comes in. I, I it's I, you gotta think they've worked something out for that movie. But I, we'll have to wait and see on that one. There's only so <laughs> so many delays. But yeah, so there's gonna be a big month for movies. But let's maybe talk about another movie that added onto Disney Plus yesterday, which was Black Is King, which was a visual album by Beyonce, um, based on the kind of the spin-off album from last year's The Lion King um, called The Gift and watched it yesterday um, first off I this is the thing that really caught me it looks stunning I know I had it on the new on the big TV in 4k with the soundbar and the music was coming out and I was just like wow it looked so impressive it was crisp it was clean it was so colorful the way that it you know, there's been lots of talk about it, but they should, some of this stuff's like art should have been in a museum. Some of the scenes that they've done, it just looks incredible. Um, sometimes it felt maybe a little bit like uh, the imagery reminded me more of like like a perfume advert of like of how because it's so artistically start, styled with everybody standing just perfectly and you know it, it it did it looked absolutely stunning and some of the some of the songs had different like styles. And I was really impressed with how some of them just looked really, really, and you know, just a guy standing there 
in the in the desert you know and she's standing there with this big moon behind her and it just looked there's so many things like that which i really that really stood out to me just how beautiful this this looked and just something so different i mean i think the last time i watched like a visual album was like michael jackson's um history or something like that years ago and i love that one but it was it just was weird and i kind of like i liked it it was this kind of thing of going this is so weird to put onto disney plus it just it's unlike anything we've got some people can put on repeat um certain songs i like more than others i mean i there were certain ones um but i was like okay i watched it i was like okay it started off with the castle going i'm going okay and I, I did not know what to expect it was weird that was the only thing i could say but it looks beautiful there's a number of songs i really liked um uh and it was a kind of it was kind of that weird one it ended on spirit which is obviously the one that i knew the most and so that was like i kind of got to them oh i know this one <laughs> but um yeah i i, I just thought it's like this is such a cool thing to put on there and i i it's so different so weird Weird is definitely a good word for it. I I also was kind of going back and forth between uh, striking and visual feast. Normally yeah. words I don't actually like <laughs> using, but in this case, I think they apply. Uh, building up to this, I knew basically nothing about it. I knew it tied into The Lion King. It basically follows uh, Simba's journey, uh, not metaphorically, symbolically, something along those lines. And that was about all I knew. And I was mentally preparing myself to be this is going to be hamilton i i'm going to respect what it's going for but it's not for me and then i was i i started watching it and like i just got really drawn into it i was expecting to i don't know have it off on the side while i was doing some work or something and then an hour later i'm like oh i actually haven't done any work <laughs> so <laughs> uh so i i think that's probably the best compliments i can give to it where i was not expecting to really get drawn in this is not my music style but it, yeah, an hour passed and I hadn't even realized it. And I was just, yeah, I was completely drawn in by the, the artistic stylings of it. My only issue is I wish, I wish it was a little bit shorter. I wish it was a little, um, an hour and a half. I, it felt a little bit longer than I was expecting. When I fired, I went, an hour and a half? Okay. Um, it was a bit like, okay, that's fine. Let's see where this goes. I was, I was surprised because I was kind of going... Oh, I didn't like Hamilton. I know you shouldn't really even compare the two, but it was a bit like, I don't know. But the thing is with Beyonce, Beyonce is slightly different for me because of along the lines of, I have actually, I do like loads of her singles from the past, like 15, to, you know, like Destiny's Child. And there's loads of songs of hers that I like and listen to on, you know, and it's like, so it's a bit like, I do like her, most of her. I mean, some of the, like the, the, the rappiest stuff is not something I, I prefer when she's singing. Know, things like Halo and things like that. Those are the ones that I, I'm more drawn to. And there was that, they had that nice mix in here. But there was one where she was rapping and they just released the music video yesterday. And, you know, it was really weird just watching it. And I, I just I just really enjoyed it. And it was, I, I kind of went in going like, what is this thing? I really don't know. I don't, I don't know if I went in with preconceived notions because I didn't really know what to expect. And I didn't get what I was expecting. And kind of yeah i i'm sitting there going this is a cool addition um it was trending all over social media yesterday loads of people talking about it you know if you're on twitter if you even hashtagged it the button changes to the the connection to disney was the whole thing with like the liking bits in between all the songs for me it was a bit like 
okay, but the, the song didn't. I, I'm, I'll be honest, I am useless when it comes to like lyrics and metaphors and seeing things. I'm not, I can't, I don't, I don't think like that. I'm, I'm very much like that. I need it very much more laid out for me, very simply. And some of the stuff was like, um, okay, how does that work? And the symbolism and all the rest of it sometimes just goes right over my head. So I'm going to be completely honest that there'll be people picking things up on this that I wouldn't even have seen. Uh, but I was like, no, I kind of, I liked it. It was not what I was expecting. There's a lot of songs I did like. There's some songs I didn't like. Um, it looked stunning. Yeah, I, I was, it was kind of quite like, okay, I kind of, like, how do I talk about this one? Because I'll do, I was sitting there yesterday going, how do I do a written review of this? Because this is really weird because I'm all over the place. Of where I am. I was just like, um, I was like, there's a whole load of stuff I know I've missed out on that other critics are going to pick up on that I don't even see. Um, I was like, I just, I was like, yeah, I don't know. I just, I enjoyed it. I thought it was weird. Will I watch it again? I probably will put it on again just because in the background, just to kind of listen to the music again. But yeah, I don't know. I mean, the album last year didn't really hit where I think a lot of people were expecting it to. But Spirit had kind of grown on me after The Lion King had come out. I didn't really like it much last year because I think with The Lion King, I wanted just The Lion King. It's like the, the, the soundtrack is good enough. This was so different. I mean, in some ways, if you took The Lion King bits out of the movie, this could have been released anywhere. Yeah, the, the Lion King stuff was, I, f- I felt more of like a justification for it to be a Disney property more than yeah. anything. She could have released this without any Lion King trappings at all as its own independent project anywhere. And it would have yeah. been fine on Netflix, on Hulu, HBO Max, a- any of them. And, and no one would have batted an eye at it. Uh, I appreciated several things about it in regards to it trying all sorts of different styles not just musically but also visually like it's all over the place and normally when you say it's all over the place you're like oh this this was all over the place but in this case it's like oh we get this visual style and then it moves to this which is very different but still engaging and you know like you not all the songs hit for me but i think that's going to be true for most people because it hits so many different styles even within the genres that it goes for there will be there will be people who will love all of them yeah. but if you're watching it and you're going ah this song is just not working for me wait a couple minutes go for the next song because they, they they're all over the place yeah and i mean that's definitely a thing of also you know you and you know if you're going to watch it through again or something like that you know, use a skip, skip button you know if you don't like it move on for a few minutes and you'll be on to something completely different very different very i yeah i i'm just like going, this is such a cool thing to have on disney plus i'm just like so this is i mean they were saying it's like a tv 14 and i'm just sitting there going and i may be looking at this guy and going well i don't really know where that came maybe the lyrics maybe um that's the only thing i could think of some of the some of the costumes were risque maybe yeah. depending on how like puritanical you want to go with your definitions yeah, I, d- I suppose didn't, but yeah I, I would i would have had no problem uh rating this at a, a lower um what is yeah. the movie? Peggy, whatever rating yeah. system we use. <laughs> no, it's a video game. That's I, I know, I know. ESR, <laughs> ESRB, whatever. Yeah. Um, I, of course, it is different. We, I don't have kids, it's so rated, it's hard to it's, judge. But It's rated a nine plus on, in the UK. See, I think that's fair. Nine yeah. plus is fair. Um, I don't know. Honestly, as a parent, you've got to make your own decision yeah. on it. But I would definitely say uh, I did not see anything where I would be kind of like um, – 
my nieces, nephews, cousins, young cousins, whatever. Like, yeah, uh, you know, yeah, nothing. That's- it was just it, they were just, literally it was just a, it was a music video, and it might was it's that kind of situation of, you know, I almost feel like you could have put like Lady Gaga or Katy Perry. You could have almost like, um, you could have put any different one, and they. If, I'm sure that <laughs> the other artists are going to be looking at this going, I want to do that because that looks, you know, the way they frame Beyonce. Um, in some of those things. I mean, they just made her look so amazing, you know, with the backgrounds and the focus purely on her. And I just really just, it, I just thought it was, it was, it was, it was, it was stunning. And I can't put over, it did, it, like I say, it felt like, it felt like you're watching art, a modern art on there. And I, I really like that part of it. You know, it, it's a bit, you know, if you, some people might sit there and go, it's, it's just like an hour and a half music video or a collection of music videos put together. And it's like, yeah, it is. But it's just nice having something completely different. I mean, we yeah. talked recently about that uh, Taylor Swift special that came on in, in thing of like, I really enjoyed that. And I've liked all the like, music sing-alongs that came on there. I like him having music on Disney Plus. I'm really enjoying that aspect. And I hope we see much more of it. And this is one of those things that I'm hoping the numbers and the, and the social will kind of get people going, you know, Disney going, yeah, man, you know, music's, you know, we need to get some more music on here. You know, we've had like the celebration of Coco. It feels like for me, like all these music stuff is the stuff I'm actually really enjoying. What put it, and also I didn't have the, I'll put them on while I'm doing stuff as well. So I'm watching them multiple times. I mean, I must've had that Taylor Swift one on like four or five times in the background. Cause it was just, I like the music. And I think with this one, I'll probably just whack it on again while I'm doing some editing and stuff and be like, yeah. Um, I need to pick out which tracks I like the most, I think, because um, there was a few there that I really did like. But I think anything else you want to add on Black is King? I added one, one thought on it, which was going into it, I was kind of worried that it was going to be more of a vanity project, kind of a, a Beyonce, just hour and a half of Beyonce in the limelight, just, I don't know, ego baiting or, or whatever you want to think about it. There was a certain degree of that, but a lot less than I was expecting because there's a lot of guest stars. She's not even in several of the songs. Uh, There's a much bigger focus on landscaping, scenery, um, location shooting than on just being Beyonce. And obviously she's allowed to do a certain amount of that. It is her album. She is a solo artist. You expect an album by a solo artist to be focused on that artist, but I was actually surprised by how much she just kind of let the story tell itself without her being present for, for a good portion of it. Yeah. I mean, there's, there was kind of elements sometimes of you going, you know, yeah, the, the ego side, of, um, I can't think of the word, but it's that kind of thing of yeah, the attention was all drawn on, you know, with 20 people standing there and she's the only one moving in colors. And, but like you said, you know, you had Kelly Rowland from Destiny's Child in there. You had, um, I think I saw Pharrell, you know, he was on that big blue wall dancing. There was a whole other, I don't know the name of, there was another um, rapper and she was in like in the forest and, and they had Jay-Z in there and you had all these different people and they all had their bit to shine and she kind of just stood in the background. Um, but yeah, I, I, I get I get what you, and then something I did kind of feel like that from the trailer as well, from seeing the pictures going, oh, it, this might just be something where it's like, it's a bit over the top, but it kind of settled down a bit. It wasn't quite as bad as I was expecting. No, I, I highly recommend people enjoy this even if you don't like the the music part of it i can totally understand that the visual part is frankly incredible it's visually just all the colors 
all the colors. Yeah, so definitely, definitely check it out. Um, definitely worth looking at, and just give give it a go. If if you don't like it, just turn it off. Watch something else. But it, that's a benefit of a subscription. You can do that. But definitely, a I wouldn't. It's kind of weird. It's like it's a surprise hit. It's a, you know, I thought you know, I thought yesterday was going to be Muppets Day, but this one kind of really kind of swung in. I almost feel like the Muppets kind of got overshadowed a little bit. They could have done with maybe being on there a different week, but. Nevertheless, let us know what you thought of all of this in the comments below. Love to hear your thoughts. Again, a huge thank you to our patrons, where you can support us from as little as a dollar a month to get ex access to an exclusive video each week, along with some other bits and pieces. And remember to go check us out over at whatsondisneyplus.com, where you can find us on Twitter, Facebook, and you can join our Facebook group as well. And on that note, guys, thank you very much for joining us, and we shall see you guys next week. Ladies, where will we be talking about Howard? <laughs>